Jamie Benn and the Dallas Stars are on a hot streak on this current road trip that they're on. On today's episode of Locked on Stars, we're going to recap Saturday's matchup, Stars versus Oilers, and mainly talk about Jamie Benn's incredible offensive performance in that game. Uh, we'll also talk about Scott Wedgwood and how important he's been for this team over the past week or so. And then we're going to talk about the team as a whole and why this Stars team continues to be successful despite obstacles being thrown in their way. All of that and more on today's episode of Locked on Stars. Your Locked On Stars, your daily podcast on the Dallas Stars. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Howdy, Stars fans. Welcome back to the Locked On Stars podcast, the only daily podcast covering the Dallas Stars part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Dane Lewis, your local expert on all things Dallas Stars hockey, credentialed member of the Dallas Stars media, coming to you on this Monday, November 7th. Whether this is your first time here or you are a recurring listener of the show, thank you for stopping by and for making Locked On Stars your first listen of the day. Be sure to hit that subscribe button if you're watching on YouTube. Uh, we are under 20 subscribers before reaching 1,000 subs, so if you haven't subscribed already, please do consider doing so. It would help us out a ton, and it is absolutely free, and we are also free and available on any of your favorite podcasting platforms. And you can also find us on social media at Locked on Stars on both Instagram and Twitter, as well as my personal Twitter account at Dane double underscore Lewis. Now, without any further hesitation, let's jump into today's episode. Lots to talk about, uh, especially over the weekend. The Stars dominate the Edmonton Oilers on the road in Edmonton. That is a tough building to play in. That is a tough team to play against. This Oilers team has been very good to start the season, uh, but if that was the first Oilers game that anyone watched this year, you might have a hard time believing that because the Stars made them look silly in front of their home fans, and a big part of that was the performance from the Stars captain, Jamie Ben, who has been absolutely on fire as of late. Uh, he has now moved up into the fourth spot on the team in points behind everyone on, of course, the Stars' top line. Jamie Ben currently has 11 points, two assists in the game at home versus the Los Angeles Kings, a goal and two assists in Arizona. And then on Saturday, he scores three goals, gets the hat trick in Edmonton, his seventh career hat trick. Absolutely incredible what we've seen from the, you know, slightly aged stars captain. I mean, he's certainly not the oldest guy on the team, not the oldest guy in the league, but he's, you know, known across the hockey world and especially stars fans and as not the player that he used to be, but he seems to have found whatever fountain of youth that Joe Pavelski has been using for the past several years. And Joe seems to have shared a little bit of his secret sauce with Jamie because Jamie Ben has been playing spectacular over the past few games. And, you know, he had a little bit of a slow start on the score sheet, uh, but he really seems to have found his stride over the past few games. And perhaps part of it is this, the team needing people to step up in the absence of their star goaltender, uh, or maybe it just took him a little bit of time to get going. And he was trying to set up his teammates or set up those around him for more success. We all know that he and Wyatt Johnston have been playing a lot together this season per Jamie Ben's request. And, and now I think that 
Wyatt Johnston is off and running on his own, and he's doing well in his own regard, and now Jamie can go and do his thing, and they can complement each other and work side-by-side with one another and set one another up for success, as well as whoever else is on that third line, uh, whether it's Ty Delandria, whether Denis Gurionov gets moved there. Jamie Benn playing out of his mind over the past week or so, and you know, you, you hear all offseason the Tyler Sagan needs to be better. Jamie Benn needs to be better. And we talked about Tyler Sagan uh, a little bit last week after that game against the Kings. He scores that impressive goal uh, in the Stars' most recent home game against Los Angeles. But now Jamie Benn is starting to live up to the expectations that have been placed upon him this offseason. Uh, we all know what Stars' ownership has had to say about the performance of the aging veterans. But the people that have demanded basically Jamie Benn be a better player or produce more on the stat sheet have hopefully been satisfied by what they've seen over the past week or so. I mean, he's doing everything you could want him to do. He's in the face-off circle. He's helping kill penalties. He's a part of that star's top power play unit, uh, which is at the moment one of the deadliest in the league. And he's just leading on and off the ice. Uh, you go back and look at his post-game interview from Saturday in Edmonton, uh, and Jamie always won for pretty quick answers, not super lengthy press conference answers, but was very quick to shake off uh, anything about his hat trick or his performance in the game. But as soon as his teammates get brought up, uh, that changes a little bit. You go back and watch that interview, you can see Jamie Ben's face light up a little bit whenever uh, he's asked questions about Jason Robertson. And you can even go back to some other ones and, you know, hear him talk about Miro or Wyatt Johnston. Uh, and that's just, you know, the sign of a good captain, a guy who doesn't necessarily want the attention on him. Although, being the captain of a National Hockey League team. That is bound to happen on occasion, but he's quick to give credit and you know affirmation to his teammates and those around him while also still playing at a high level himself. And that is just everything that you could want in an NHL captain. And you know even if he isn't the main scorer, which as of right now is debatable, uh, whether or not he's going to stay in the top five and scoring for the Stars. I, I mean, at the end of the day, Jamie Benn and Tyler Sagan still very much the heart and the soul of this team, the longest tenured members of this team right now. And they've seen a lot of change over the past several seasons as far as teammates, personnel, coaching staff, uh, and they've stayed through it thick and thin. And now they're both, it seems very healthy, uh, maybe seem to be in a little bit better place, having been removed some, from some pretty chaotic seasons, even dating back to the pause in 2020, playing in the bubble in Edmonton, uh, going to the Stanley Cup final, and then two kind of funky seasons after that. Uh, this has been a knock on wood, pretty normal NHL season so far up to this point, uh, as far as obstacles in the way of messing up schedules or making life more difficult for the day-to-day NHL player. And I think that Ben and Sagan are both benefiting greatly from that. Uh, and it's great to see Ben stepping up as of late. I think Tyler has been playing good pretty much from the start. Not that Jamie hasn't. I just don't think he's been doing as much as far as stats in the you know the score sheet. I think that he's been doing well on face-offs. He's still sticking up for his teammates, getting in the faces of guys when he needs to, playing physical, winning puck battles, just doing little things that sometimes go overlooked. But I think that it's encouraging to see Jamie playing this way, uh, continuing to lead the team well like he does, but also giving us a little bit extra on the side with some really good point production as of late. And the question is, can he keep it rolling? Is this something that's just kind of a hot streak? Is this something that is sustainable for the majority of the season? I, for one, am excited to find out. Uh, I'm really curious to see how he continues to play alongside the developing and growing Wyatt Johnston and likely Ty Delandria as well. I think both those guys have kind of come into their own, but are still benefiting from playing alongside a guy like Jamie Benn. 
Uh, and we're, we're going to talk a little bit later about the depth scoring, but a big part of the star success this season has been their ability to get consistent offensive production from the bottom six. And Jamie Benn, of course, a huge part of that. Well, we're going to take a quick break, but when we come back, we're going to talk about Scott Wedgwood and give him a little bit of credit for some of the recent success that the stars have had. Today's episode of Locked on Stars is brought to you by Simply Safe. Did you know that over the holidays, property crimes like burglaries and package thefts spike nationally? That's why our friends at Simply Safe Home Security are offering 50% off their award-winning security system so that more families can feel safe and secure this holiday season. Order your Simply Safe for half off today and enjoy advanced security and greater peace of mind this holiday season. Simply Safe is a whole home security with advanced sensors for every room, window, and door. It has HD security cameras for inside and out, smarter ways to detect motion that alert you when the threat is real, and even hazard sensors that detect fires, floods, and other threats to your home. Don't miss your chance to save big on the only security system that I would recommend. Get 50% off any new Simply Safe system at simplysafe.com slash locked on NHL. This is the biggest discount of the year, so don't wait. That's simplysafe.com slash locked on NHL. There's no safe like Simply Safe. All right, on to the next on this Monday episode of Locked On Stars. Thank you again for making us your first listen of the day. Remember to subscribe if you're watching on YouTube. And if you are listening on your favorite podcasting platform, uh, if you like the show, you can leave us a five-star rating or review. Helps us out a ton. Helps the show grow and reach new audiences. But let's move on now from Jamie Benn and talk about the Stars' backup goaltender who is not necessarily playing like a backup. He's playing like a starter. I'm, of course, talking about number 41, Scott Wedgwood, who has been asked to step up and fill the shoes of Jake Ottinger recently. Jake Ottinger, as we know, hurt a little over a week ago in that afternoon Saturday game against the New York Rangers. And the biggest question after that game was, could Scott Wedgwood help the Stars continue to win games and continue to be competitive in games as they had been through the early stages of the season? And he has come in and done just that. He is lived up to whatever expectations were placed upon him to continue to help this team be in positions to win every single game that they've played in. And not only have they been in the position to do so since he's taken over, they have won every game that Scott Wedgwood has started since uh, that game against the Los Angeles Kings back last week on November 1st. Three wins, a 9-3-5 save percentage, and a two goals against average over Scott Wedgwood's last three starts, defeating the Kings at home, the Coyotes on the road, and, of course, the Oilers on the road as well. Just shutting these teams down, which... Arizona, still impressive. Uh, I mean, obviously, getting a win in the National Hockey League as a goalie is difficult, but Edmonton and Los Angeles boast some of the best offenses in this league, uh, and especially in Edmonton on the road. That is an incredible performance to shut down Connor McDavid. I know Leon Dreisaitl got a goal on the power play, but it, it's just been good performance after good performance from Wedgwood as of late, and I'm kind of glad that he got this opportunity uh, because the starts before then, Hadn't been bad at all. Uh, the Stars just were not able to give him the support and the backup that he needed in order for the team and him to get the win in those games on the road. And I'm I'm glad that Scott has been able to come out and prove that he is still very capable of winning games in the National Hockey League and helping contribute to this team's success here in the first month of the season. Uh, he's a huge reason why the Stars are continuing to rack up wins. Felt very disheartening to see Jake Ottinger go down 
last week, and the future just felt uncertain. There was questions of could the Stars maintain what they had built? Would they drop and start to fall in the standings? But the Stars have continued to not only you know maintain what they had done, you could argue that they've been better as a team. And I'm not saying that you know Jake Ottinger being gone is the reason for that. I think if Jake Ottinger was here, uh, that somehow it might even be better then. But I think the team has also kind of realized that they need to rally around Scott and give him those good games uh, in the defensive zone and in the offensive zone in order to help him uh, help the team get those wins. And so you got to just appreciate the overall team effort, uh, seeing everyone step up in this moment where your star player, Jake Ottinger, is down. We don't really know how long he's out for. There had been some speculation that maybe he joins the Stars somewhere on this road trip, but I don't know if that's necessarily necessary and we're going to talk about that in just a second but overall I mean you just look at Scott Wedgwood's career up to this point you got to feel good for a guy like him he was a third round pick back in the 2010 draft I mean that just feels like a lifetime ago yet here he is still you know kind of now playing the most prominent role in his career so far I mean he was back and forth between New Jersey and Arizona through the first few years in the NHL uh, actually started last season in New Jersey, then hit, made his way to Arizona, and then traded to the Stars at the deadline, where once he joined the team, he went 3-1-3 and in the end of the regular season, gave the Stars some big wins, and of course even got them a few extra points uh, with some overtime and or shootout losses late in the year. He just played a crucial part, letting Jake Ottinger get some nights off, get some rest, uh, and you can maybe credit some of that to Jake's playoff success against Calgary last season, that he wasn't as worn down as he might could have been had Scott Wedgwood not come in and given him the backup services that he so desperately needed uh, in order to be at his best night in and night out. And now this, after you know the, the regular season ends, he doesn't play in the postseason, but he does sign a new two-year deal with the Stars and seems to have found a really good home, at least temporarily, uh, because the Stars have him locked in this season as well as locked in next season for only $1 million. It's a team-friendly deal for a guy who's executing exactly what he needs to be executing and doing exactly what he needs to be doing, which is stepping up and being the backup goaltender and helping give this team a chance to win. And he's just come in and done just that. And every single game he's played so far this season, and if you're Jake, you, that has to give you a ton of confidence as well knowing that you can be gone for a few games, knowing that the team is still going to be in good shape. And I think whenever Jake does eventually come back, that the team will continue to rally around him as well. And I don't think there will be too much of a drop-off uh, in quality. If anything, I think we might see an uptick in production from this team because I still do think that Jake is the better goalie overall. But I think this team is going to continue the momentum regardless of who is in net. Because uh, it seems like the entire team likes to play for both of these guys, uh, and that's so important in, in you know today's NHL in the locker room for the team culture. Uh, you want to have guys in the crease that you want to play for, that you want to win for, uh, and it seems like both Scott and Jake have earned that from the Stars team. Uh, and so it, I feel like it's pretty likely that we'll see Scott Wedgwood play tomorrow in Winnipeg. I think that that makes the most sense, kind of sticking with the feed the hot hand mentality. Don't rush Jake back. If there's not really a need to rush him back, give him plenty of time to rest up and get healthy, whatever that looks like for him. Let Scott Wedgwood finish this road trip out because then Dallas is off on Wednesday and Thursday. They don't have another game until Friday where they will be playing at home against the San Jose Sharks who are at the bottom of the league offensively, statistically, and just the power rankings overall this season. Uh, a game that where the Stars should have an advantage and hopefully should get the win playing at home, especially. Maybe Jake Ottinger comes back in that game, but again, if he's not ready, if he is not 100% healthy, there is no need to rush him back 
right now, which puts the Stars in a great spot knowing that you can continue to lean on Scott Wedgwood until Jake is ready to go. I think we even saw with Miro Haskinen, uh, it took a little bit of time for him to come back from his injury. We still don't know entirely what that injury was, but it seems like he got the adequate amount of rest and took as much time off as he needed. And he came right back in, picked up where he left off. And I think Jake Ottinger can do the same. So I'm curious to kind of see what the updates are on him throughout the week. Will he travel to Winnipeg? I doubt it. Will he suit up and play on Friday against San Jose? Uh, I'm very curious to see that as well because uh, the Stars are just home for one game and then they're back on the road again for some trips to Philadelphia and Florida as well. So it's going to be an interesting story to follow over the next week or so. But all in all, if you're a Stars fan, you have to be very pleased with the performance of Scott Wedgwood over the past several games. Well, we're going to take one more quick break and when we come back, we will broaden our view and talk about the entire Stars team. I took to Twitter on Saturday after the most recent win and picked the brain of a few Stars fans to see why this team is doing so well and what fans like about this team through the early month of this season. All right, we're wrapping up this Monday episode of Locked On Stars, talking about the team as a whole, because this team is on fire to start the year. And like I said, on Saturday after the Stars win against the Edmonton Oilers, I took to Twitter to just throw out a question and ask why people love this version of the Dallas Stars. What have you enjoyed about watching them uh, and what makes you want to keep coming back and watching them, whether that's live in the arena, whether that's on TV, what is making you the most excited? Because I feel like there hasn't been this much buzz around a Dallas Stars team to start the year in maybe five, six seasons. It just feels like it's been a long time, even when the teams have been good uh, and even when they have gotten off to slow starts and then rebounded. Even uh, I remember last year during the, the Stars won like a six, seven game win streak uh, in late November, early December. And there was a little bit of buzz then, but I feel like this is just a whole new level. Uh, this team coming off a impressive playoff performance where they did lose in round one, but the momentum kind of continuing to ride. And if anything, it started to mount up and build even more with, a ton of questions certainly surrounding the team coming in, but it seems like a lot of the fears have been put to rest. Uh, can this Stars team find ways to score goals? Can they find a way to operate with a new head coach? Can they get you know production from their older veterans? It just seems like a lot of these worries and a lot of these questions have been put to rest. And a lot of the responses kind of echoed that uh, the majority of the answers, which a lot of people did answer this. If you were one of the people that left an answer on this tweet, thank you. I really appreciate it. Uh, I feel like it was one of the kind of tweets where I asked a question where I got a ton of interaction, uh, which is super cool. And the majority of these tweets talked about the team scoring, their ability to put the puck in the back of the net, and just overall team play as a whole. And I'll dive into that in just a little bit, uh, just here in a second. But the stars, you know, they're so good and they're as good as they are to start the year because everyone is pitching in and I think that's what people are getting at from team play I mean because you look at this team last season and they were very clearly just a one-line team this is a team that had Joe Pavelski, Rope Hintz, and Jason Robertson who were going to go out and they were likely going to get you maybe a goal or two a game and then maybe every three or four games you're getting a goal from Tyler Sagan you're getting you know a random goal from a guy like Roddick Foxa or Luke Glendinning and then maybe you get Miro Haskinen shipping in every now and then it just every single night going in you thought are the Stars going to score one goal are they playing a bad team and maybe you know back this time last year seeing the star store more than one goal was a treat. Uh, it was like being given some candy at your grandparents' house whenever your parents said not to have candy or dessert. 
but now it's like if the Stars score under three goals, uh, it's a disappointment. If they're not hitting three, it's a disappointment because we expect from what we've seen through the first month of the season for the Stars to just bust open the floodgates offensively because they've done just that. They're currently top five in the NHL in goals four. If you look at this time last year, if you look from their first game of the season until I'm recording this on November 6th, late in the night, but same thing. It's not going to change too much. The Stars were 31st in the league last season in goals for now. They are tied for fifth, which is just an insane jump. And then even look defensively. They are tied for last in the NHL in goals allowed. They've only allowed 27 goals this season. The other teams on that list are the Vegas Golden Knights and the Winnipeg Jets, who the Stars play on Tuesday. And the more I look at this game and think about that game, it's so enticing. I'm so excited to watch this game on Tuesday to see how the Stars handle this Winnipeg team in their building after giving them a loss as the home team. Uh, I think this is going to be an incredibly fun game because both of these teams score goals and they also do a pretty good job of not allowing goals to be scored on them. Uh, but the Stars in general just leading the way in seemingly every good statistical category so far this season. They're, they're playing more confidently with the puck. I think that's kind of been the go-to answer for a lot of these guys on the team when asked about why the offense is so successful. I know Jason Robertson hit on that recently. Miro Haskinen has hit on that before. There's just kind of a new wave of confidence with the way that they carry themselves on the ice. And that leads to cleaner zone exits, cleaner zone entries. The stars are forechecking a lot better than they were last year. And again, you also just have to credit the fact that everyone is contributing. It's not just the two goaltenders in the top line. Everyone has a role on this team, and some roles are bigger than others, and some guys maybe aren't doing as much as they could as what they're capable of doing. And I think that's what's more exciting is that I don't even think this team has hit their peak yet. I think there is more to come and more that can be accomplished from this group of guys. Uh, but you still just have to be very impressed with the drastic turnaround that this coaching staff has made, given where this team was a year ago. Like I said last year, they were a one-line team. The bottom six hardly did anything. You're maybe getting a goal every now and then from Tyler Sagan. Uh, or just some random guy who's not necessarily a goal scorer but put in a good position. But now this year you have the bottom six chipping in. You have Yoel Kiviranta looking like an entirely new player. You have Jamie Benn scoring goals. You have the newcomers and the new acquisitions across the board just doing their part and stepping right in at, you know, basically asking, what can I do to help? And they've been told what they can do, and they're doing just that. You have Mason Marchment scoring goals. Nils Lundquist is doing very well. Ty Delandria, Wyatt Johnston. So many new guys that have kind of been thrown into the fire with this team, and they seem to just be kind of rolling with the punches and doing very, very well. Well, and again, there's guys that I still think that we can see more from. Denis Gurionov seems to be getting things rolling just a little bit, uh, and I'm excited to see what the future continues to have for him after a slow start to the year. Colin Miller, another newcomer who I've really liked this season. I've been pleasantly surprised. He's not going to blow you away offensively with his numbers, but just his overall game I've liked a lot. And you even have the role players who aren't necessarily scorers, but they can win in the faceoff circle. They're going to win battles on the board. They're going to check guys hard. Your Luke Lindennings, your Roddick Foxes. Uh, I mean, there's just a role for everyone on this team. And it's hard to pinpoint a single player and say, man, this guy's really dragging the team down. Even Ryan Suter, as imperfect as he is, still finds ways to contribute to this team on the Stars' second power play unit, playing offense in general, putting shots on net, playing a ton of minutes each night for the team. Uh, you just look up and down this roster and it's hard to pinpoint a single player or even multiple players who feel like they're 
leaving something to be desired. Uh, I think that just this is an entirely new team, and literally you have to emphasize the word team there because this just looks like a brand new group of guys. Uh, and I don't know. You could probably credit a ton of different things to it. We talked earlier about the kind of fresh start of a more normal NHL season. Maybe this new coaching staff and this new system really is what is, was needed to unlock this group of guys. Uh, and I think that that's just huge. And we've seen that with Pete DeBoer before. We've seen the teams that he coaches his first year in a new city with a new team. They seem to do very well. And the Stars are continuing that trend so far through 2022-2023. Uh, and you can also just see the way that they carry themselves on the ice, the way they talk off the ice of this team just genuinely seems to enjoy playing together and playing for one another. And I think that that's a huge reason why Stars fans are buying in and more people night in and night out are tuning in to watch the Stars going to games for the first time and starting to understand kind of what the hype is around this team because there's been a lot of fans that have been around even when this team hasn't been very good, when they've been mediocre at best, and now it seems like things are starting to pay off for these fans, which is so cool and so exciting. Uh, because, I mean, obviously we had the cup run in 2020, but other than that, it's just been a long time before we've gotten to be really excited about a Stars team. It's still way too early to say that they're going to go out and win the Stanley Cup, but if things continue in the direction that they're going for the Stars right now, you have to believe and be very confident in the idea and the fact that not only can they make the playoffs, but it seems like they could go on a deep run. It just seems like that they're a good matchup for anyone in the league. And again, there's still a lot of season left and a lot can happen between now and May, but you got to like where the stars are at right now, given the hand that they've been dealt, which has been a pretty good hand overall. They're finding ways to win games. They've had a few hurdles thrown in their way with star players getting injured, but they roll with the punches. It's a next man up mentality and it's just a total team effort, which is something we couldn't really say about this team last season, but that's changed, and it's changed for the better, and the Stars as a team are better for it. But that's going to do it for today's episode of Locked on Stars. Thank you again for making us your first listen of the day. Remember to subscribe on YouTube. Help us reach 1,000 subscribers. By the end of 2022, we are oh so close. Uh, at the time of recording this, like I said, I think we're around 16 or 17 subscribers away from hitting the big 1,000. So help us out there. Subscribe and follow on your favorite podcasting platform as well. Follow us on social media at Locked on Stars on Instagram and Twitter, as well as my personal Twitter account at Dane double underscore Lewis. And of course, we'll be back here tomorrow with another episode. We'll be previewing this massive game uh, between the Stars and the Jets. Who would have known? Who would have thought that this game would be huge as far as implications in the Central Division standings? These two teams sitting at the top of the division uh, and the winner likely taking possession of that lead. Big one for both teams. It should be an exciting matchup uh, if the past five or six games against between these two uh, are any indication. But I hope you guys have a great Monday. Uh, enjoy the start to your week. Hopefully it's a good one. Uh, and we will see you back here tomorrow for a game day preview.